Hey, thanks for listening to the Daily Walk podcast. Just want to remind you that if you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, or any prayer requests, you can go online to the Boulder Church website, which is at boulder.church. Send them along. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, look after each other and live love. Good morning. It is Friday, July 5. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Chafet de Oliveira. And it is the end of the week and we're all in time in this passage, so let me pray for today. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this passage. We thank you for this week, all that it's brought to us and all that it's challenged us with. And we ask for a blessing on this passage as we read it one more time. Verses in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, I'm reading Genesis chapter 40, verses 1 through 23, back in the English Standard Version today. Subheading, Joseph interprets two prisoners' dreams. Sometime after this, the cupbearer of the king of Egypt and the baker committed an offense against their lord, the king of Egypt. And Pharaoh was angry with his two officers, the chief cupbearer and the chief baker, and he put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guard in the prison where Joseph was confined. The captain of the guard appointed Joseph to be with them, and he attended them. They continued for some time in custody. And one night they both dreamed, the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt, who were confined in the prison, each his own dream and each dream with its own interpretation. When Joseph came to them in the morning, he saw that they were troubled. So he asked Pharaoh's officers who were with him in custody in his master's house, why are your faces downcast today? They said to him, we have had dreams and there is no one to interpret them. And Joseph said to them, do not interpretations belong to God? Please tell them to me. So the chief cupbearer told his dream to Joseph and said to him, In my dream there was a vine before me, and on the vine there were three branches. As soon as it budded, its blossoms shot forth, and the clusters ripened into grapes. Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup and placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. Then Joseph said to him, This is its interpretation. The three branches are three days. In three days Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your office, and you shall place Pharaoh's cup in his hand as formerly, when you were his cupbearer. Only remember me when it is well with you, and please do me the kindness to mention me to Pharaoh, and so get me out of this house. For I was indeed stolen out of the land of the Hebrews, and here also I have done nothing that they should put me into the pit. When the chief baker saw that the interpretation was favorable, he said to Joseph, I also had a dream. There were three cake baskets on my head, and in the uppermost basket there were all sorts of baked food for Pharaoh, But the birds were eating it out of the basket on my head. And Joseph answered and said, This is its interpretation. The three baskets are three days. In three days Pharaoh will lift up your head from you and hang you on a tree, and the birds will eat the flesh from you. On the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, he made a feast for all his servants and lifted up the head of the chief cupbearer and the head of the chief baker among his servants. He restored the chief cupbearer to his position, and he placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. But he hanged the chief baker as Joseph had interpreted to them. Yet the chief cupbearer did not remember Joseph, but forgot him. Mm. Okay, so here's our question, our final question for this week. Um, how do Paul's words in Philippians 4, 11 to 13, apply to false imprisonment? What are those words? Um, good question. Should we? I'll read them in a second. Should we accept our circumstances, no matter how difficult or painful they are, or try to change them? 
So here's the text. Uh, I looked it up, uh, Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 to 13, and it just says this. Now that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to be bound. In any in any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of fa- facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need, and I can do all things through him who strengthens me. It's good. So how do we apply this text to false imprisonment, that I can do all things through him who strengthens me? Well, I don't know. I think all things would also include changing your circumstances, well, wouldn't yeah, it? Well, and, yeah, and being, I don't satis- see why and being that satisfied. Would- being satisfied in whatever situation you're in. Not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I've learned in whatever situation I am to be content. It's what he says at the beginning here. He's just basically saying that he. I think there's a difference between um, understanding the situation when you when things are out of your control, and when there is the ability to be able to do something within your. Well, power. I think you can you can do both things. You can be working toward changing your circumstances yeah. and still counter Monte Cristo. And still, while you're waiting, you're satisfied with with what you are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Count of Monte Cristo. No, I mean, I, look, I, I don't think that anybody should, you know, uh, if they're false imprisonment, I think they should be battling for it. And oh, you file through, appeals and you yeah. do whatever it is that you yeah. can do, right? There's this new TV series right now. I can't remember what it's called, obviously, uh, because I'm horrible with names and that kind of stuff. But it's just about um, trying to find cases, law cases, where there's injustice been done and they're trying to just... Oh, it's kind of going off the popularity of something like Serial from a few years back, probably. Oh, maybe. Adnan Syed and all that stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. But that's basically the premise of it. Like, this lawyer just wants to be able to prove that people have been put in prison, you know, and they want to be released. Um, So should we accept our circumstances, no matter how difficult or painful they are, or try to change them? I think that we... I think we should always try to change our circumstances. I think that we should try to to improve them but i also think that we should not live in despair all the time either so there's a there's a a tension between those two those two things because there's a reality of pain that people are living in sometimes that they cannot get out of and there is hope that is needed um and then there is just you know there's some hardships that people are in oh my goodness just so so difficult that it's just Hard to fathom what it's like for them, their daily routine. Well, I think that trying to change your circumstances sort of depends. There's a difference between Mm -hmm. people who are in legitimately difficult or untenable situations where it would make sense to try to change that, and people who are just kind of malcontents, who are always trying to, who can't just be satisfied with things. And I think you. You have to kind of take an honest look at yourself and decide which of those people you are. Is your situation really unbearable? Or are you just a whiner? Or are you just a person who is going to be unhappy no matter what? And is there yeah. a way that you could try to be a bit more um, thankful in the circumstances you're in? Because there's another thing that sometimes you go through seasons of life, you complain about them bitterly, and then later on you look back at that time and it's like, wow, things were so great back then. Yeah. You know? I think that there's also so, I think there's also something really really important about being able to do whatever we do do it well in, in whatever circumstances we are in, and I, again um, just referring like this great epic story with Paul Newman the the cool hand Luke story you know where he's on this uh, this prison situation where he just like he will not let somebody else beat him down. Well, this is like the Shawshank Redemption yeah, yeah, if we're talking yeah. about prison movies. Yeah, and I think there's something to be said for well people and, who. No matter what, 
other people are doing. And, you know, if you're in work, if you're in, in a situation Oh, where, another good example yeah. on film of that is Life is Beautiful. Oh, yeah, that's great. You know, of somebody, yeah. again, in a terrible situation who tries to bring joy and positivity into And I think that there is strength inside do. that. And mm-hmm. I think the Bible's full of stories of people who are resilient and, and strong and courageous inside very, very difficult times. Um, I just think about, you know, the, the classic of Nehemiah himself, you know, just trying to, like, rebuild and all the accusers against him. And anybody who's trying to do any kind of, like, good change uh, in life, whether it's personal change or whether it's change for the entire community or for their workplace or for their school or for their church or for their family or whatever it may be, it requires, uh, you know, some kind of like battle or some kind of like uh, tension for themselves mm. as well. And I think you need you need to be able to uh, say, well, look, if I'm going to go through this, I'm going to go, to, I'm going to, and as painful as it, as it may be, I'm willing to strive forward on that. When you see so many people who will take a bad experience well. that they have I'll been through well. and they'll use it as a springboard to become advocates mm-hmm. for other people in mm-hmm. that situation or because I think that does help. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make it go away or make it completely better. But if you're at least doing something that gives you a sense of, of power, yeah. maybe that you can do something positive in the world, it's better than just wallowing in yeah. anger or grief or whatever it is that you're feeling. Yeah. All right, well, let me repeat the question one more time. How do Paul's words in Philippians 4, 11 to 13, read it in your own translation, apply to false imprisonment? Should we accept our circumstances, no matter how difficult or painful they are, or try to change them? Think about that, look after each other, live love, and we'll connect tomorrow. Thanks for your support for the Daily Walk podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we just want to let you know that we're praying for you and we're glad that you're praying for us too. If you can help us out by giving online, then please go to boulder.church forward slash give and help this ministry actually make an effect on others as well. Keep us in your prayers, look after each other and live love.